It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back. Settle in and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Okay, start that. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm delightful. I, I'm, I'm calling, uh, we're recording this the end of February. I'm calling this officially the end of winter for me. Uh, I break the shorts out tomorrow and uh, and start spring. Um, so we're, we're doing well, this one of our, one of our periodic fresh episodes to the uh, Renegade Rules feed. Um, what are we, what are we talking about? Where do you want to jump in? Well, we're talking about emotions. So since you mentioned shorts, I really ought to say um, here in Northern Michigan, the high school kids wear shorts all winter long. I, so, uh, you know, I think you have to be over a certain age to wear shorts when it's uh, winter still. I was, but, I was one of those kids until I was about 30. And then I don't know if sense kicked, sense kicked in or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think th- th- that's a, just a interesting little story to, to bring us into the topic of emotions because sometimes kids see things very differently than adults do. And one of the things that I've noticed is that it's, it's very popular these days to hear adults say, well, don't label a child, you know, don't say um, he's shy or she's quiet or he's aggressive or just any kind of label, um, which is makes sense to me you know people told me I was quiet all the time and here I am talking on podcasts so um, sometimes adults get it completely wrong maybe a kid isn't talking for other reasons so yeah labels aren't necessarily helpful but what I've seen is because of this awareness of we shouldn't label kids it's translating into an area that I think it's okay to identify how a kid is feeling and that I see that as different than labeling. So this came up when I was doing an emotions workshop with a preschool and they said, well, so let's back up a little bit. And when a kid is mad, you got a mad three-year-old, they may show their anger by screaming, stamping a foot, stomping all over somebody's blocks you know there's a lot of ways to show anger sure pretty interesting actually but it's still it's anger and it's coming out sometimes in hitting sometimes in biting sometimes in saying i hate you it comes out because it has to come out somehow and our job is to help the kid realize you're feeling angry you're mad right now Uh, i can't let you hit jody but you can hit the pillow or find some way to express that same feeling that is more appropriate and not um, hurting somebody else. So part of that whole process is telling the kid, helping them realize what is this thing? What is this huge volcanic energy that's inside of me? Whether it's tears because they're sad 
or whether it's anger or maybe it's fear, just acknowledging the emotion and giving it a name. And that's when somebody said, yeah, but isn't that labeling and we're not supposed to label. So that, you know, that's what we're here to talk about today. How, how can we talk about things if we don't give them labels? I mean, isn't it, isn't it really hard to talk about things if they don't have names? That is a dog. That is a tree. Yeah, I mean, language necessarily labels, but there can be, um, you know, labeling that hurts or that doesn't help and, and just being helpful identifiers. And I think it's perfectly fine to tell a kid who is raging and really mad, wow, you're mad right now. Well, sure, because because Timmy needs to have a word to put with his feeling. And if we don't give him that word, we're we're doing him a huge disservice, aren't we? Yeah, we're negligent. We can't tiptoe around. Oh, I shouldn't label because then he'll think, oh, I'm well, you know, it's different than saying you're a human being um, to say you're mad. Mad is a temporary feeling, but it's and that's sometimes why I like to say, wow, you're mad right now. Sure. Or you don't have to say right now. Sometimes it's really obvious because <laughs> in five minutes, they'll be giggling and running around the room because they've got their mad feelings out. Um, so yeah, don't be scared to just call an emotion an emotion. Just name it. And that, you know, I don't know if you can remember in your own childhood, Jeff, but when you're that upset or, or emotional, when you're a little kid, you don't even know what's going on. You just know that things are happening and you are out of control and you can't, you, you just can't cope. Well, I mean, sure. That's just pretty much my daily, my daily <laughs> existence. No, I was, I don't think I was, I, I didn't erupt a lot. I, I wasn't an eruptive kid. And so most, most, I guess I'm not good at emotions. I, most of my emotion, re, emotional responses are, are, are kind of quiet and low key, um, actually. So when I'm mad, I get quiet. And when I'm happy, I'm kind of quiet. And, and so I guess I'm, I'm kind of hard to read sometimes in that way. Although Tosh is probably pretty, pretty good at, uh, at uh, determining, you know, where my eyebrows happen to be or, or how squinty my eyes are or something. So she's probably pretty good at reading it. Well, even, even for kids who are, you know, fall into that category, the eyes can give the stink eye to somebody who they're mad at. They may get really quiet and withdrawn into themselves. And we as adults can watch because we know what their normal behavior is. Oh, we sure. can when their body stiffens or they, they start to look at another kid with eyes that are going this way or that, or their eyebrows do whatever yours do. Um, <laughs> So it doesn't have to be that they're screaming and raging and throwing things. That was more my style. Yeah. But, you know, it depends. <laughs> is it is it still? No, I don't throw anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I I uh, in sports I, I Yeah, not not em- you don't emotionally throw. Pretty wicked with the hockey stick. Um not throwing it, but you know, lifting up the other person's stick to get that puck. Um but that's in play. So it may not be a volcanic eruption, but there's body signs and facial sure. expressions that you can say, wow, is there something that she just did that you don't like? You know, raise the question and find out, oh yeah, there's something going on here. Um, but it's okay to label that the kids do not know what the heck these feelings are, or maybe they have felt mad before. Of course they felt mad before, but they don't really, they're not used to it. They don't, just being told you're angry right now can be comforting. It's like, oh, okay. So that's what this is. That's the name of it. This person's going to help see, help me um, through it. 
And that's comforting to know that they're not, that the adult isn't mad at you now because you're mad at so-and-so. It's somebody walking next to you through this really difficult emotion. Yeah, I, I think early on, we, we expect kids to be masters of their emotions way earlier than most of them tend to be, I think. Um, and I mean, emotions, feelings are so brand new, even when you're three and four and five and six years old, that, that they, they do need that, that helping hand, that, that, that guiding voice of here's, here's what this thing is. And uh, I, I, think, I think along those lines, you know, we adults aren't necessarily always good at emotions either. So maybe getting a little bit better at um, labeling our current state of mind when we're walking into a room of children might be helpful. Oh yeah. You know, the techniques we use with kids can help us so much too. So if you're miffed at a coworker or you're mad at your partner or you're mad at your own kid because they're pushing all your buttons, if you say in your head or even out loud, this is making me mad or I'm mad right now, just as soon as you say that, you think, oh, right. And then you go into the mode of, okay, this is an emotion. It's not going to stay with me forever. It comes and goes. I have to express it in a way that's appropriate. And once I've expressed it appropriately, it will go away. Sure. It's, it's like do. Just, just naming it for yourself it gives, gives it less power over you. It, it just kind of, it kind of deflates the emotion balloon. It puts it into perspective and that's, it's a gift we're giving kids. It's a gift we can give to ourselves. And yeah, you're totally right. We expect these very young children who've never really had these big feelings before to be perfect masters of their emotions. And yet most adults are lousy at this. Absolutely lousy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we expect, we expect the four-year-olds we work with to, to be masters of it when we, when we're growling, when we walk into the classroom in the morning. So, so Heather, once we help them kind of name these, these feelings they're having, um, are there any steps we can take beyond that to help them manage them? Um, Just maybe, and, and maybe not in the moment, but 20 minutes later, uh, helping, helping them reflect on what angry felt like or, or those kind of things. Is any of that worth the effort or what? Well, yeah, in my book, it's okay not to share. I have a whole huge section on emotions and I, I actually divided it into in the heat of the moment section and when things are calm and quiet. So, um, I tend not to uh, do the 20 minutes after, you know, let's analyze why you hit your brother. Um, I prefer to do the in the moment stuff, but then maybe the next day or the next week, any kind of time um, where you're not picking on a certain incident, maybe, but just people have all these feelings all the time. We all get scared. We all get jealous. We all get frustrated. We all get, you know, angry. Um, And so talking about feelings when people are pretty happy and calm is a great thing to do. And there's all kinds of ideas for that. Uh, but my favorite is the heat of the moment time because there's so much you can do that's really, really helpful. And that's when most of adults get scared of the, the size of the kids' feelings. Yeah, and some of it's, um, I mean, these are multiple episodes, all these, but some of them is dictating how the kid's feeling, writing down how they're feeling, writing mm-hmm. letters. Um, some of it is, uh, and these are with kids who are way too young to read and write. Uh, some of it is physical findings. If they need to kick, 
that is just fine. Just find an appropriate object like a cardboard box or a pillow or bubble wrap to stomp on or something. So there's, there's a lot of wonderful things to do in the moment. But the first step, the first step and a step we really skip over is just naming it. Don't be afraid, say it out loud. And if you're wrong, the kid will usually correct you. <laughs> In fact, there is one kid who, who was really mad and the teacher said, wow, you sound upset. And the kid said, I'm not upset, I'm angry. <laughs> So, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it was going to say I, I'm sad, but they will, if you get it wrong and they're in a big huff, they will tell you how wrong you are. And that's okay too, because then, then you know how they're feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, and best not to argue with about it because they, they probably know best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, unless they've been told with fear that they shouldn't be scared of things. It's like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Yeah. 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 So. That can... That can be kind of tough. So what else do we need to know about labeling emotions? Well, I just think that there's a lot of people getting the, um, the awareness that slapping a label on kids isn't a good thing in general, but don't take it too far. You know, don't be afraid to name things and identify things and be there as a guide for kids. And one of those wonderful things that you can name is just tell him what big emotion they're feeling right now and then reassure them that feelings come and go. And especially with sadness, I've seen kids, I'm gonna feel sad forever. You know, I'm never gonna stop. Um, and you say, I know that, you know, you're feeling sad and you might feel sad for a while, but you won't feel sad always. And I'll I, take it, it, it just occurred to me that we probably end up doing this, this naming, this labeling of emotions with the quote unquote negative emotions. Um, and I, I would argue that we probably need to, it probably takes a little bit more effort because we got to look for those situations, but to find kids having, having those births of joy or happiness and, and help them identify and label those as well, because our, our brains are kind of wired towards the paying attention to the negative stuff. And so maybe, maybe seeking out those moments where they're, they're happy or joyful or whatever it is, um, giddy, um, and, and putting names on those emotions as well. Increasing the vocabulary to teach words like giddy. Maya, are you giddy today? Um, yeah, I think it's partly because it's easier often for us to cope with happiness. Um, but I haven't met a kid who doesn't really know what those it's words happy. mean. Um, and their brains are usually a little more in focus. Although sometimes a really happy kid can be out of hand too. Yeah, I've, I've, I've met some, yeah. There's some interesting people out there in the world. Hey, Heather, do you you have another podcast out there in the world? You want to spend a couple minutes talking about that and tell people where to find it before we wrap this up? Yeah, I am doing many things these days. And one of them is podcasting with a new crew of podcasters. And it's called Book Smitten. That means that we are smitten with books. And it's a whole bunch of children's book authors. So there's four of us and um, sometimes you get all four and sometimes you get a mix and match. And we are just starting season two of Book Smitten and we are taking on a picture book challenge where some of us write for teenagers, some of us for sort of middle grade, some all over the place, but we're all, no matter what age group we specialize, we're all gonna try our hand at writing a picture book and um, taking you along for the journey, whoever is interested in listening. So that's our start of season two coming up in March. And where do people find that? 
book smitten uh, anywhere you any place you any and that's your that that's they're they're squished together squished together the squished word together. book and the word smitten squished together squished together to make book smitten on on all your favorite podcast outlets any other final thoughts before we wrap it up no but um enjoy the emotions of life because boy would life be dull without them oh Oh, I can't wait till I'm 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 all giddy tomorrow when spring starts. I'm frolicking in my shorts and it'll be delightful. Hey, listeners, this has been Renegade Rules back soon. Eh, maybe not soon, back sometime with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.